Well, 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 look who it is. <laughs> I'm Jesse. Across from me is Draper Cell, founder of Signal Radio. That makes this Roots to Grooves. Welcome. What's up, Jay? Pretty good. How are you doing? Doing well. It's very freezing in Seattle. <sighs> yeah, and you know what, though? It's a new year. We're here. <laughs> we did it. We time traveled. Um, yeah, we recorded. This is the last show, actually. We recorded in December of 2020. Wow. Forget already two, two, but it will be released in 2023. It's fucking freezing. This is whole of America right now. Has this mm -hmm. whole? I looked at the map. It's just like bright blue, like all thing, across, all across, all across. And I have to fly to New Orleans this weekend, so hopefully I don't fly through it. Oh my yeah, god! We need to yeah. get Jay a private jet. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what we need to do. <laughs> we need to be sponsored by a private jet company. Pri Patreon. Then we could fly to meet all of these artists and uh, in person, maybe. Help us out. Yeah. It starts with just leaving a comment or hit the like button. Yeah. That'll get us a private jet very soon. Yep. We appreciate you guys being here. What are we doing here today? We are talking about Mr. Wives. Yes. Indie rock band, pop rock band. Yes. Indie rock, indie pop rock. From, um, started in 2012 out of New York City. Yeah. Um, we've got a female vocalist, six-piece mm -hmm. band. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? We and these guys have they've they've toured with Panic at the Disco, Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, uh, the list goes on. Foster the People, mm -hmm. Paramore. Mm -hmm. um, it's there's elements of synth pop, mm -hmm. indie rock. Um, I mean, yeah, folk even, mm -hmm. kind of Americana folk. Yeah, tinged in there through the through the you know um, mm -hmm. the strainer of like pop music or indie rock, indie pop right um anyway yeah, yeah but yeah and they go to various points beyond there um but yeah it's like synth driven pop yeah very poppy it's like uh for me i hadn't heard this band before mm -hmm. i listened to their first album all the way through earlier today that we played that track off of um our own house 2015 that came mm. out um it was a lot more poppy than i was thinking i was like oh boy what's jesse into these days first tits Tits and the Fantrums. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> fits in the Tantrums. And now this band, no, I sound like a hater already. I'm sorry. Uh oh, it's going to be one of those episodes. No, they're not as poppy as Fits in the Tantrums. I think Fits in the Tantrums started off interestingly, and then they just went way too poppy for mm -hmm. me, my personal taste. Fair. Um, this band, Mr. Wives, uh, it's interesting. Their first album like that we just played, it's like parts of the song that sound indie rock and then parts of it that just sound like Britney Spears to me or something like that. Okay. <clears throat> it's, very in, it's like a very interesting juxtaposition between, yeah, sort of full-on pop and like a little bit of indie rock kind of thing. In totally. The, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. why that's why I um, was attracted to them, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, but the synthy, folky indie rock that's all tied together with um, Lee's, what's her name, Mandy Lee, is the yeah. female vocalist. Yeah. All tied together with her nimble vocals. Yeah. She has some good lines. Yeah. Good melody lines, good hooks. Mm -hmm. um, like I used the word nimble. I think I got that from another interview or something, but you know, they, she goes up and down and she weaves and they're, they're really intricate, good melodies that drive the song. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and they're pretty strong. You know, I think, yeah. I think she's, I don't know. I'm not a vocalist myself, but she seems like a fairly strong vocalist as, she can hit these notes, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure they're, they're produced and maybe using auto-tune like everybody else is, mm. but she's able to get this energy across. Right. This essential pop music. Yeah, yeah. In a very sufficient way. Right. And that just alone is impressive to me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's cool. Well-rounded band. Thanks. I came across this band because I heard one of their songs at the gym. Okay. And so yeah. I was just like, yeah. It's just like, and I was, I was, yeah, I was like, this is pump me up, let's go. And you shazammed it or something? Uh, well, they have a LA they Fitness show, they TV. Show you, they show you what's playing. Yeah, so there's wow. like music videos and they show the artists and everything. There you go. There's like music facts sometimes. Okay. So, so get, you don't go to Dave Matthews' gym anymore then, apparently. No, <laughs> yeah, I switched gyms. Yeah. I was going, <laughs> me and, I would, I'd, I was. Yeah. I went, me and Dave Matthews went to the same gym. Yeah, I used to work out. Yeah. I give him a high five when we're just in the locker room with our bath towels. That's not awkward at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. <laughs> but I did see him in the locker room, and that was okay. I was yeah. too shy to hit him up and be like, "Hey, yeah, right. You need a guitar player? Exactly. Go on tour. You stand really close to him in the corner of the locker room, asking this, these questions. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no. Like, 
<laughs> hey, I was like, Dave, I have a podcast. Yeah, right. Come talk to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so I was at the gym and I heard this song and I thought it was a good jam. Mm-hmm. It was one of their poppy ones. It's called Where Do We Go From Here? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the fourth song that we play. Okay. We already have it planned out. Right. Yeah. Um, so that'll be, you know, second to last one we play on this. Um, that's the one I'm kind of most excited to talk about. Okay. That's where my most of my main energy for this band is coming from. Oh, okay. I didn't because I, only because I knew nothing else about them. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is a new band for me as well. Yeah. And that song turned me on, so I had to talk about it and dive in. Okay. Because I was going to do that whether we talk about it on Rooster Grooves or not. All so right. I I'm excited to hear. It. I haven't heard it yet. Hearing it first time. On yeah. The show. Right on. Um. Yeah. What else we got? These guys have three albums out. Yeah. Full length, two EPs. I think the very first release was an EP mm-hmm. called Reflections, um, which had must have had that song that we opened up with. I think they put a lot of those songs <clears throat> from their first EP on the first album. Mm-hmm. I think Coffin was another one um, mm-hmm. that people talk about a lot. So that came out in 2014. And then, yeah, like you say, three albums. Um, should we do a little name check for the band members? Let's name check them. Yeah, uh, we'll do the. All, I'll say the name. You say the instrument. All right. We got on vocals Mandy Lee. Oh no! I said you're. I said you're. My bad. <laughs> you free. <laughs> I, completely confused me. Like, I don't even need Jay for this. I'll exactly, just say it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We got William Hare, bass. Etienne Bowler, percussion. I'm hoping I'm saying these names right. I think he might uh, be Etienne. Etienne Bowler. Yeah. yeah. No disrespect. Percussion or drummer, basically. Yeah. Mark Campbell. Guitar. Mike Murphy. Saxophone. Jesse Bloom. Uh, trumpet and keyboards. Nice. And he left, though, uh, August of last year. Mm. Uh, spoiler. No, spoiler. No, oh, sorry. Shit, sorry. <laughs> no other uh, band lineup changes, though. It's been the same lineup since they mm-hmm. started. So, um yeah, should we uh, play another track before yeah. we get into the early years? So, yeah, we opened up with Reflections, I think. Yeah. And that was off their first album, and that was one of their breakout hits. Yeah. Um, that kind of, that was one of the ones that really put them on the map, I think. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play another track off that first debut album. Oceans by Mr. Wives here on Rooster Grooves. It's the band we're talking about this week. Mr. Wives out of New York. Um, that. Oceans. Was a track. <laughs> that was a track, Jay says, passively. <laughs> no, I had a brain fight. That was music. I was like, anyway. <laughs> I was looking to you, hoping you would say something to carry the episode. Oh, I thought. Because I was like, I don't know what I'm saying. I didn't want to interrupt, but I, I was going to say, <clears throat> um, let's talk about the band name. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Wives. I just didn't want to after you. Mr. Wives. What yeah. does it mean? Um, so it's a play on words, right? Yes. It's uh, there's a Mormon term called sister wife, right? Sister wife, yeah. Have you seen the show Sister Wives? No, is that the one with um, who's in that? It's like three. This guy has three wives or something. Yeah, like I that. don't know the okay. name, but it's yeah. a, like a dude with three wives. Or okay, I think I've seen it. N- not seen it. But Plus seen or minus three poster or something. Yeah, um, <laughs> the poster. <laughs> I think this is an old show, right? That came it's out. Been, yeah, it's been yeah. There's some like, famous people in it. I feel like but, I don't know about okay. that, but okay, all right. um, I remember. I could bet it was on 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still on. Let okay. us know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's basically like a guy, a Mormon that could take on more than one wife. Is that right? It's Mormon? It's allowed in their culture, yes. Okay. Apparently. So it's a play on the term, uh, basically meaning that Mandy has like married all of the band members and they're her husbands mm-hmm. or something, that she's in control of it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So like kind of the opposite of sister wives. Yeah. Except there is there is another word for it. I can't remember which one it is. Like it's polyandry. Oh, polygamy. Polygamy. Yeah. They're they're all. It's all specific. Okay. Polygamy yeah, yeah. would be like you're in a relationship, but you're also 
in a relationship with this person, but you're not in a relationship together. Okay, right. I get it. But then there's polyandry. Secret wives. Yeah, there's yeah. it's just there's different words for these specific yeah. familial situations. I feel like I've seen a documentary or two about this type of stuff. Yeah. I can't remember. Because, <laughs> yeah, most of this isn't common stuff that people deal with Yeah. Um, on a day-to-day basis, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, I think they were like, they said there were some people that they have encountered that shows that weren't, happy with their name their title choice or something like that some well, other mormons maybe not at their shows but like <laughs> i don't know because i don't know if they're mormon themselves are they uh, we have any mormon members in this band not that i'm aware of right okay yeah so anyway i think it's fair play yeah. on words yeah yeah i have no problems or qualms with this name no neither do i and it's it's slightly clever like just barely yeah I didn't really have a reaction to the name when I heard it. Yeah, it's just fine. It's just fine. Okay, yeah. moving on. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so let's. I don't have a lot about all the individuals, about their early life and stuff. Yeah, we've got a big band. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of people, but let's just yeah. kind of start talking from when they formed. Yeah. So I'm looking at 2012. Right. And that's when Mandy Lee, mm-hmm. lead singer, um, basically she. I heard the story. She, wa- she wanted to have an 80s cover band for her birthday. Yeah. I don't remember how old she was, probably teenager. It was a 18th birthday party. There we go. She just moved into her first new apartment. I think her first in Astoria in New York. And uh, she wanted to throw an 80s theme, prom theme party. Prom theme. Prom, 80s prom. That is fun. Yeah. But she was in, she was 18. Why didn't she just go to prom? Yeah. I think she, I think I mentioned about someone dropping out of school on the last episode. I think it was Mandy Lee that might have dropped out of school. But I still don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, but we don't know. <laughs> I think I read something somewhere <laughs> about someone doing something. I heard something one time. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. So well, maybe she of, did do prom, but she wanted to have this 18th birthday. Maybe both. Yeah, she just exactly. wanted the 80s theme nonetheless. Exactly. So um, she had met, was it uh, William Hare? First, first of all. First yeah. of all, yeah. Um, through i think well yeah you were saying she wanted a band to play at this party mm-hmm. and a friend of hers was like uh you know hit up william here to do it he gathered a few of his friends and they learned a bunch of like cindy Lauper songs i mm-hmm. think and other things and played the birthday party that's awesome yeah and uh and then it was after that i think not too long afterwards that Mandy was like, "Oh, I need a roommate. Do you want to?" And asked William if he wants to be the roommate. And so he moved into this apartment. Not long after that, I think mm-hmm. they kind of joked about. It. There's this video interview of them uh, walking through the streets and sitting. Eventually, they go and, as a whole band and sit on the stoop of this original apartment, kind of thing. And uh, yeah, they were like, "Yeah." Mandy was like, at that point, it was like anything kind of goes, whatever. Like, oh, I need to pay rent, maybe or something like that. Like, you just move, just move in. Like, I don't know. This is the vibe I'm getting from Will. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so that happened, and they obviously they're both into music, talking about music stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, eventually, Mandy meets Etienne, right through yeah. through William. William was friends with Etienne. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turned out that Mandy and Etienne were working at like different restaurants, but like a block apart, I think, in Manhattan right. or something like that. Sounds yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and I think they said that Etienne used to come in like pretty regularly for like a soy soy bacon burger or something like that. And she Sounds would yum. she would serve him. And he did this for a while until they eventually talked about music and uh and he was like, Oh, are you any good? And they kinda of, <laughs> they I think she kinda of laughed at that. I was like, What do you mean? <laughs> There's this interview where they sort of recount the story. Um anyway, like she gives him her, her MySpace link. He goes home. He listens to it. Like hits rap and is like, you know, if you ever need a drummer, like you know, the stuff's great, kind of thing. And I think it kind of sort of started from there, right? What else do you have around this sort of story um, formation? That's that's mostly what yeah. I have, other yeah. than that her and Etienne started dating. Mm-hmm. To the d- for some of the other members frowned upon this. Apparently, is that I, right? I, I read that somewhere, yeah. But then they sort of got over it. What what do you know about that? That's all I read. I, I didn't just, see that. I just read one line that said, you know, some of the other band members initially looked frowned upon this situation kind of thing. I could see how it would I... be a potentially tumultuous situation. Yeah. Like our our lead singer and this other guy 
I mean, yeah, I've been in a band with a female singer when I was in my teenage years, and um, there was dating that happened between the other members. Yeah. How, so, how was the feel of the band? About uh, it? Well, when the first relationship broke up, and then it was like, okay, it was a little bit rocky, and then she started going out with the other member of the band. <laughs> oh, no. That's when it got a little bit, bit weird, and then the band ended up breaking up not long after that. That's, so, I imagine yeah. that would be weird a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as the first relationship wasn't completely like finished to the satisfactory of both parties. If you know what I mean, sort of thing. Ouch. So anyway, you, yeah. If teenagers, you're gonna, if you're though, we're be, teenagers, you know. So the, okay, yeah, they're yeah, figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're going to be the lead singer of your band, you can't be your own band's groupie. <laughs> you know, it's not going to work. Yeah, you got you got to get some level of success. <laughs> yeah. Outsource that, things, and then you right? can outsource yeah, these jobs. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. So yeah, they so they start making music together. Yeah, the three of them—that's like the core of the group. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, not yeah. no shade to the other members, mm -hmm. but that's what it says on the internet. Right. So their first show they play in 2013, mm -hmm. not long after they got together. Yeah. Initially, uh, February 1st specifically at a a pretty famous spot called the Canal Room in New York mm -hmm. City. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, I'll just jump into the next note I have. The day after they played the Canal Room, they got signed to Photo Finish Records. Right. So, yeah, I read about this and I was like, okay, this is a little bit too good to be true. Mm -hmm. I feel there's a little bit more to the story. So, I'll back up a little bit Let's for go. a second. But, um, yeah, it was the three members, you like to say, were the core of it. But then they did three friends of friends recruit all of the other members of the band to mm -hmm. be a six piece right yeah it wasn't completely yeah. like random yeah and so I, the f and they were already writing though i think mandy writes all of the songs in the band right um we'll talk a bit a little bit about it later but she basically writes all the songs on piano and vocals and then all the other guys kind of like flesh it out sort of thing mm -hmm. and so the first song they played as a band together live was oceans which is the second track we played tonight and they said um they just kind of all knew in the room at that moment. It's like, oh, this is everything we've been searching for. Like, you know, for years independently, they've all been in different bands and trying to pursue different things. But when they all came together and they played this song of theirs, Oceans, they said, oh, it just gelled. It was kind of like the Fits and the Tantrums kind of thing that we talked about a few episodes ago where it was like one rehearsal and then was five phone calls, one rehearsal and then a show or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, it's a little bit like that for them. Like they just knew that they had something really good here and so yeah the canal was it canal room that's right sure, yeah so they had played a few other shows around new york before then like from what i was reading everyone was like making it sound like it was their first and only show and then they got signed it's like no they had had a few shows before then like just like in hindsight it became yeah. their first show yeah quote yeah. unquote yeah and so it, the night that they did this I think they were supporting uh, like a 90s cover band or something. That's right. And the place had got really packed out. And they said it was kind of funny because a lot of people thought that the place was packed out because of Mr. Wives. Uh, am I saying that name correctly? Mr. Wives, yeah. yeah, I, was, yeah. I had a mind blank moment. It's that right now. <laughs> uh, but no, it was packed out because of this 90s cover band. But anyway, they play the show. It goes really well. And I think they said they got their booking manager. They're like agent and their record deal all on that same night but they would said over a lot of whiskey so you know mm. <laughs> but um and that one guy that i think it must have been the one guy that founded photo finish records i looked him up can't remember his name sorry but he's an agent for caa as well a creative artist agency and they're a pretty big deal agency so and this guy was an agent talent agent anyway and he started his own record label on the side mm. And that was who they talked to. That was who signed them. <clears throat> well, great. Yeah. So. But it really is kind of a... The, the the truth is still there. They just formed yeah. this band. And shortly after, even if they played some shows, yeah, you know, they played a few shows, several yeah. shows at least, and and then they got signed. Right. So even if it's a little bit of a exaggerated story, like they played one show at the Canal Room and the next right. day they were signed, yeah, yeah. it's still essentially that same story that really happened. Mm-hmm. They just played a few yeah. more shows and put a little bit more work and there's a little bit more to the story. Yeah, I guess like, yeah, I guess with all of these things, like, yeah, it's, 
there is always usually one tipping point, one magical moment, mm -hmm. one thing that happens. But yeah, there's a lot of work that leads up to it. I, right. guess, I guess that's the thing I thought about it. It's like, uh, in retelling this, I don't want to make it seem like things happen out of nowhere, but sometimes they do, I guess. But, you know, I just feel like there's got to be a little bit more of a story to this. That can't just be right. happen. There's got to be some work they put in. But, you know, but and anyway. to, to pull back that yeah. curtain over this yeah. story, like that's what we're here to try to find out. Yeah. I don't know. They just yeah. put in the work and they were yeah. ready for the opportunity. Yeah. Still. That's basically, yeah. We talk about it a lot, right? Mm -hmm. That's a popular term. Was it being, what's this phrase? You know, uh, there's a little bit more of a phrase because we've talked about it before on this podcast. Preparation, be prepared for success. Some kind of like, uh, it's something yeah. about luck. Like if you want to be oh, lucky, yeah, yeah. put in the work to be prepared to receive the luck. Luck is what happens when preparation meets hard work or something like yeah, that. Something it, like it that, yeah. It meets opportunity. Okay. Hard work and meets opportunity equals luck. Boy. We got it. We got it. I think we know the notion. Yeah. But you got, yeah, yeah hopefully you guys aren't bored out of your minds. We were like, <laughs> I already heard this in the last episode. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but it's a very powerful thing, which is yeah. kind of the main point of what we're talking about on this podcast through all these episodes. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're trying to get to the bottom of, of what, what these people are doing and how they set their mindset in order to make these changes happen in their real life. Yep. And so this, this stuff that we're talking about, Sometimes it sounds benign or it sounds repetitive, but it's because it's hardcore truth. And we're only saying it again because we're talking about a different artist. That and again, these concepts have yeah, raised their heads with this artist. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. We're not just like superimposing yeah. this info on every episode. Exactly. It comes <laughs> from these people, and they're like, they said that. Yeah. We're just passing it on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we can all learn and grow from it. Yeah. So so they're they're killing it. They get signed. Yeah, they get signed. Good for them. And then uh, they, I think they tour. <clears throat> uh, I'm not sure who they toured with, but the first release they did was the EP Reflections 2014. But before they recorded it and put it out, this new label slash manager managed to get them on a support tour kind of thing. Okay. So, so more grafting, you know, on the road kind of thing. More cutting their teeth, yeah, more so, work. Yeah. And I think obviously you need at that point, if you're playing live, and people are hearing you, you want something out there that people can listen to, sort mm -hmm. of thing. So, hence the EP. Makes um, sense. Yeah. And that did really well. That just, I mean, all of a sudden blew up, right? For yeah. Them, like right? I said before, yeah. Reflections, that track was kind of one that really blew up for them. Yeah. And um, I don't know, they were kind of, you know, they were on their trajectory of being on the map, mm -hmm. getting signed and getting on a tour. Um, but that was just like, you know, nail in the coffin. Uh, no pun intended with the same coffin. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a track on here called Coffin yeah. on the Revenge EP. But so it went well and it basically like said to everybody like double down, like we're here, we really want to make music and we're good. Yeah. We're going to keep this up. Yeah, they um, so had six tr tracks um, and one of them was iTunes free single of the week. Mm -hmm. I guess, I don't know how that gets picked, whether you pay for that slot or not. That, um, yeah. I don't know how either. That sounds like some kind of connection yeah. with the label or something, but I don't know. Very cool either way. Um, it, one of the tracks, Vagabond, was selected as the opening theme for an MTV teen drama called Finding Carter. Never heard of it. Me but, either. But, you know, thought it'd be some money of the exchange hands for that. <laughs> Royalties. Somewhere, yeah. Licensing Hopefully. fee, whatever. Um, it sold 20,000 copies, apparently. Which is like, I'm, I'm like, what? Downloads or physical copies? 2014, wasn't that long ago? 20,000 though. We don't know though. We don't know. Yeah. I don't, I didn't see you. I just said 20,000 copies. I think yeah. when they say sold, it's physical. That's, yeah. Really? I don't know. It's so hard to say. Not I like don't know. Downloads. Anymore. I don't, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. It could be a download, but. But that was, I mean, 2014, people were still buying albums from iTunes from that right. point that was it's almost 2024 now that was you know oh jesus like Christ. maybe the ver the Damn. verbiage has changed since then yeah that is quite a long time ago though. <laughs> i don't know i felt like it was 2014 yesterday i know it's we, it feels closer to 2014 today but we're closer much yeah. closer to 2024 yeah we are jesus <laughs> like a year away about yeah. um okay so i say we move on yeah yeah so they move on and record their first debut lp long play long player called our own house yeah there's a cool strong name um so and so yeah. they just have a demo and or an one ep and some demos to their name at this point 
right but right before they released this yeah and they had a lot of buzz going for it yeah um so then they dropped this in february 2015 right yeah uh the title has dual meanings apparently the first is metaphorical um the the metaphorical belonging the members feel with each other Mm. um and the second is uh in relation to the treehouse where she wrote where mandy wrote a lot of the lyrics and music for this oh album. very cool so i resonate with the first one that's what i felt like yeah it was coming from like we're, yeah. we're our band yeah like personal agency like this is us yeah we're gonna be this yeah yeah we're this building is, this yeah we're building house. this yeah yeah no, that makes sense yeah um and i think um did you hear about this concept of what they called Bandcamp? Not the website, but like the the band's band, I did not. Bandcamp. I did not. I think it was for this album. Um, basically, Etienne's parents have this like big house in the Bronx that has a big backyard, a treehouse, a wine cellar, and a music studio. Wow. And I think they wrote all of the music for this album there. Uh, they partied a lot as well. Uh, they posted a lot of their partying on social media, which a lot of people maybe in their business side were like, are you actually writing the album or not? Like, yeah. <laughs> lots of hack, sack races in the backyard and stuff like that and poker were, games. Were they and, just on vacation? Like they were allowed to go to the studio and just, they had no yeah. other obligations other than work on music? Yeah. Yeah, Etienne's parents had gone away and so let them use the whole house. Hmm. and so yeah that's the, quite an opportunity the whole focus was to write and record i think yeah good for yeah, them not yeah. to take anything away yeah it's just a lot of artists don't have the, the simple opportunity of no here's a piece of property with a music studio on it and, and it's, you don't have to do anything else but make music for a long period of time yeah exactly that's and like, it's in the city it's in like you know that's an insane opportunity i didn't know I that not everybody's yeah. has access to i was trying to look up what etienne's parents did <laughs> for work yeah what couldn't find anything but like i don't know that's mysterious it's mysterious and they have a music studio there yeah what is that yeah is his dad into music i don't know you let us know because we didn't see anything about that yeah i want to know more about yeah the parents and this etienne's parents there's some pictures as well um yeah i think they shared a lot of their time there on their own instagram and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so there's that out there yeah interesting so, yeah let us know if you guys got any other information on that and the treehouse because i read about the treehouse that was that treehouse. yeah and i was like okay that's a weird place to like write music and then i saw it in a photo it's not just like a, a treehouse it looks like a fucking house in a tree you know mm. like a a finished house with windows oh wow come on <laughs> and okay a, and a roof okay <laughs> plaid siding you know painted my goodness yeah exactly my goodness who are we talking about here i don't know hey that's cool everyone gets different opportunities in life and nothing is fair yeah so 2016 yeah they casually go on tour with panic panic at the disco okay casually casually just i don't by the way i don't really know i know the name i saw taylor swift documentary recently with the guy the singer from panic at the disco you know panic at the disco songs okay all right probably do for sure okay they're they're huge Okay. Panic well, at the disco. Fire. We'll play some after this episode. I'll right. play you a song. All right. You've got to know. Are they pop? It's pretty poppy. Okay. Yeah. They I, they started less poppy. I think I don't know too much about them, but I think mm. they started a little more like mm. pop punk. Uh, okay. A little more like a punky alternative vibe. Okay. And they've gotten kind of more pop. Mm-hmm. Um. You know. I almost. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk any more about. Okay. Panic. Right. They have some really good stuff. Yeah, that's all I'll say. All right, but I mean, just what a opportunity! Yeah, you know, to go on tour with Panic at the Disco. I'm sure that was arranged by their the label that yeah. they were signed to. Yeah, I think so. Which is great. Yeah, so good for them. I'm just kind of moving quickly through this. Yeah, yeah. The next that's album cool. is Connect the Dots. Right, 2017. Mm-hmm. Same label at this point. Yep. So, th- yeah, this one. I I think this one didn't. This album didn't chart or do as well critically. Mm. as the first album okay but it did enter the billboard alternative chart at 19 mm-hmm. and it peaked in the top 200 okay and that was 2017 yeah so you know that's a success in my book yeah that's great 
Should we play a track off of this one then? We I was say, I think we have a track off. Connect the dots. Yeah. What do we got? Let's hear the difference. Nice. Machine by Mr. Wives off of their second album, Connect the Dots. And that was, I'm hearing Jennifer Lopez, Shania Twain, like an EDM Shania Twain. Mm, yeah. Like it's a little bit country, a little mm-hmm. bit country sounding that track. I was like, I wouldn't think this band's from New York if I just, if you just played that track to me. Sure. Like, yeah. yeah. Not, not so much of an urban feel. And I was thinking about this as I was thinking about those references that I just described. I think it might make sense if I say the name of one of their biggest influences, No Doubt. Okay. The band, No Doubt, with uh, Gwen Stefani. If you think, like, if you think about No Doubt and you listen to think of that song, you could, it could be like mm-hmm. a similar sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, that had like the yeah. horn section. Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit of a vibe with. Yeah. Like Gwen Stefani, she's. Like I, I've seen him. She's she's sang with uh, Sublime. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know a little bit of that. Yeah. Like even ska. And there's another relationship parallel because Gwen Stefani used to be in a relationship with No Doubt's bass player, Tony Canal, mm. who apparently Mandy had served at her restaurant in New York. Mm. This the bass player Tony Canal came in there, and uh, she spilt Ooh, a lot hit- of. Uh, serendipity yeah. canal yeah. canal room oh i didn't think about it. it's canal with a k though but still oh yeah. still um and uh, she spilt the latte that she made for him on him i think not or a not, good move oh no maybe not on him but like she spilt it like yeah i don't know there's a weird claim to fame another claim to fame <laughs> thing speaking about i just want to get this out because i thought it was interesting was the the trumpet player guy that left Jesse, right? Jesse, is it Jesse? Jess, yeah, Jesse Bloom, Blum. Uh, he's from Scotland. No, sorry, I'm getting this mixed up. Mark Campbell, not not the guy that left. Mark Campbell, guitarist, who's originally from Scotland. Mm-hmm. I think he um, he when it, the, when he first got to New York, he was walking through Central Park. He saw some people playing soccer in Central Park, and he was like, "Oh, you know," I was like wondering how. I could play soccer. So he like went up to one of the strangers that was playing soccer to see if you could ask like some information kind of thing. And it turns out to be Mick Jagger. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, and he was like shocked because like he grew up listening to Rolling Stones. Like Mark's uh, dad was like a heavy Rolling Stones fan. So he knew the music. He just, he's fresh what? in New York. He just goes up to this random guy in Central Park and it turns out to be Mick Jagger. So, yeah. Like I said, the serendipity. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, yeah. The I chances think, of that are so low. I know. Yeah, this. I've actually. This is completely aside, but this happened to a guy. I, I saw this YouTube video recently of uh, this guy that was really into Patrick Stewart and Star Trek kind of thing. Um, you know, Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he, this guy, was a fan of the show. He. I was a kid or a teenager, he went to see Patrick Stewart in a play. And then after the play, he tried to say hello to Patrick Stewart. And apparently Patrick Stewart snubbed him or was like really rude to him or something like that. And it kind of devastated this guy for like years because he was a super fan of like the show. Like, And years later, he's sitting down on a park bench, like doing something else, like filming video or something. And this guy comes down and sits next to him and he turns around and it's Patrick Stewart. And the, he ends up having a whole full-on conversation with Patrick Stewart about his childhood trauma with that event and stuff like that. So, oh, wow. So on YouTube, Google it, YouTube it or something. But that's it's funny when things like that happen, you know, when you just... It's not just uh, stumbling upon, like, knowing, oh, that's the famous person and going up and talking to them. It's like a different type of encounter, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, like, you know, I'm just asking in directions or something. Oh, and... 
aren't you like such and such? Yeah, you're just coincidentally treating Mick Jagger like he's some pedestrian in New York. Exactly, some commoner. Which maybe they might appreciate. He might have appreciated that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Not like, hey, can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? I love you. Yeah. It's like, hey, how do I get played soccer too? Exactly. (laughs) Who the hell are you, (laughs) by the way? Right, exactly. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, but let's... Side notes aside. Um, Yeah, so that was 2017. Connect the Dots come out. Yeah. Fast forward a little bit. Um, The next kind of big event in this band's career lee yeah. lee and Bowler split up yeah they break up yeah it was eight years and 2019 they broke up yeah and uh they keep it quiet for a little while they released this ep mini bloom uh which is their first thing on a new label label fueled by ramen we talk, we mentioned that label a while ago mm-hmm. um and i realized it's young the giant released something with them mm-hmm um yeah they put out this short ep but just before they released super bloom the new album they put out this announcement on their instagram talking about the breakup kind of thing we're thinking basically because it's a kind of a breakup album <laughs> like right the lyrics like the very first track is called the end mm-hmm. and it's about the breakup kind of thing and and they were thinking like hmm, there's no way we could like put this out without acknowledging the fact that this happened kind of thing so interesting thoughts what do you think about this whole thing i mean i think there's uh i mean it reminds me of like fleetwood mac Mm -hmm. when there's a band that doesn't break up as a band yeah but members in the band break up Mm -hmm. and they all stay in the band and then they're all writing music about that yeah event is that what happened with fleetwood mac i didn't know that Mm -hmm. okay yeah Lindsay buckingham okay and the girl's name whatever her name is Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows. Come on. And then, uh, yeah, they broke up, but they were still in the band, and they were they were both songwriters in the band. Right. And so they're writing, like, collaborating with each other, yeah. writing lyrics about yeah. each other's breakup right. that they had with each other. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like a really conflict of interest type situation. Yeah. And really beautifully, like, um, with, like just earnest and open, just yeah. be like, okay. Yeah. Like we just broke up, but let's write a song together about it. That's so, that's kind of a cool thing. It's kind of dark and I'm sure it was heavy and tumultuous yeah. emotionally to get through that. But yeah. very cool and maybe therapeutic. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe it's not maybe it's not a healthy thing. Well, so I read an interview with Mandy Lee talking about the breakup mm-hmm. and this new album. And so I didn't know this up until this point of reading this interview, but apparently like all of the previous albums um, Etienne had been the, the key producer. Basically, she would um, write the songs on piano. They would come together as a band to flesh them out, but it was really Etienne that like produced, like you know, one on one, like in the studio, like he's manning the computer type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, that didn't happen for this album. So that's the one thing that did change. And she actually like directly made a comment about this, saying it would have been too brutal to. Like I've got this breakup song, and I'm and then I'm gonna work with the person I've broken up with. Like, she didn't want to do that kind of thing. So, that is one major difference on this album is they didn't work together in that way, um, specifically because of the nature of the lyrics, and mm-hmm. it just would have been weird, right? To do so, like what you're saying, Fleetwood Mac, they did the opposite of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't, but they stayed in the band, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Similar events. Yeah moving forward in a little bit of a different way. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like props to them because that's an emotionally difficult thing to do just in general. Right. So yeah. um, professionally, it's cool because they moved on. Yeah. And um, like socially, it's cool because they moved on in their personal relationship. Yeah. So I think it's a healthy thing. I don't know. It's, 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 it's healthy. Happens. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're young and you've been together for as long as they have, mm-hmm. you know, you grow differently as people kind of thing. You know, yeah, they went from their from dating in their teenage years, right, to yeah. the early adulthood, coming up in the success of this band, right. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. So you know, but we don't know what happened, and I I have concerns about like you know, I feel like when something like this happens, it's like you're okay for a little bit, but I don't know how long that both of these 
people could stay in the same band with each other, especially if they get into new relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Could start to get a little bit weird, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Though. It just, could. I'm just thinking out loud here about like, <laughs> how you creatively, like, because they already decided to not work together in the studio because mm-hmm. they broke up. Right. But that was because of the lyrics. But still, you know, it's a little, there's a little bit complex issue here, mm-hmm. I feel like, anyway. It is. But yeah. Emotional conflict of interest. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, but they figured out a way to move forward. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. So good for them. And then, so let's move on to what I've been waiting to talk about is this one yeah. track, basically. Okay. Your gym song, your gym track. Yeah, my gym song. <laughs> uh, so Super Bloom, the album, comes out July 2020. Mm-hmm. So now we're up into this modern time period, mm-hmm. pandemic time, basically. Mm. Um, <laughs> what do we want to do? I mean, yeah, let me just, yeah, so yeah. Super Bloom. Basically, let's play the track. Okay, and then you want to talk about it? And then we'll talk oh. about it, yeah. Right. Um, this is the track I already forementioned. This is the track I discovered Mr. Wives with. I heard it at the gym, and I thought it was a good track. go from here from mr wives that's uh is that their most recent release brand new single 2022 mm-hmm, yes okay yeah um that's a banger I can, yeah i think it I is really, yeah i still think it is it's different than what i've heard it's my favorite i've heard of all of their other stuff so far me too yeah like the other stuff is it's fine yeah but this one is next level for me yeah and i don't i haven't heard anything as that matches that level for me to be honest right yeah yeah just uh just the bombastity the mm-hmm. energy yeah and everything flowing together it's a powerful track the hookiness maybe they're just mm-hmm. i mean the same of every artist maybe they're getting to that point where they're just honing and focusing like what it is their sound is and what they're what they do i think it is i think yeah. it could be a catalytic moment for the band where they finally kind of come into themselves and figure that figure out what they're really good at. It's got to be if they're releasing this, it's got to be maybe telling of the new album. Maybe mm-hmm. they have a new album coming out that's going to be. Yeah, and I hope uh, so. And I hope this is on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I really like the vibe. It's yeah, like yeah. a really strong pop song. Yeah. Just a great chorus. Definitely. Yeah. And then yeah. you know, speaking of the relationship, it's it's pretty sad when you you know look at the lyrics yeah i was i couldn't quite make out every lyric but what was she saying i mean i got the lyrics pulled up because i was reading it earlier so the chorus is and in the context of her breakup with her boyfriend a year prior to releasing this song right which i'm sure this is what it's about okay the chorus let me know what you want because you don't touch my body you're looking at everyone but never looking at me i gave you all my love how am i not enough so it's just pretty sad. <laughs> Makes me think he cheated on her. I, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like looking at other people, yeah, but not me. Yeah, like where am I in this? Like, why not me? Right. Like, and it's sad. Yeah, that's it, it's pretty heavy, and it's like it's very mm. poignant, and it's in the chorus of this really upbeat pop song. Yeah, and I just I love the energy of it. It's it, it's emotional. Yeah, you know, it's energetic. How do you think it? Have you ever experienced someone writing a song about you? And no, it's yeah. <laughs> so. like I was thinking I about it. this, especially like yeah, I watched this Taylor Swift documentary a couple of days ago. It was on HBO or something. The guy from Panic at a Disco makes an appearance, working in the studio with her. I don't really know anything about Taylor Swift. I know she's a big pop star, and I know the Kanye West moment years ago at mm. MTV Awards. That's all I really know. And so I watched this documentary and. Um, she, you know, in her lyrics writes about like, I think this is what I was thinking. Yeah. Like she, she like wrote specifically about certain people and they knew it was about them kind of thing. And it's the same with this band. You know, how can you be in the same band knowing that this is a breakup album? And yeah. Knowing these lyrics are about you and it, like this one as well, if this is. Yeah, like that, you've got to be about him like as well. Like they're playing right? live, like on film and stuff. Yeah. And like she's singing this chorus and you're yeah. like 
it's written about doing me and backing I'm just, vocals. I'm just like, I don't know if you know, backing vocals. No, but yeah. just being there, like I'm yeah. playing this song. Yeah. And then while she's singing about that situation, very interesting. Very I mean, cool. you think they, do you think they have a conversation about it? I'm, I'm sure they talked. I'm yeah. sure they talked about it. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they. Yeah. I'm sure. Like you know, it's like, oh, it's a song. <laughs> it, yeah. uh, it's about. Some, <laughs> it's not about you. <laughs> Somebody else. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think. I'm sure they talked about it. It's you, just my intuition. Talking. Yeah, there would have to be some. Otherwise, it, I think it would be weird to not talk about it. It would knowing be. that these songs are about. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't. I just don't know what that's like. How? Like, how do you? Especially that's, if films famous and all that, like, how do you... That's what, it's, what a situation to be in. Yeah. And what a situation to continue to bring your professional energy. Yeah. Like, we got to write this. We got to learn these parts. We got to write parts for this song where she's talking about me yeah. in like, sort of a negative light. Even though she made sure, and I, I remember she was in the interview, she was saying she made sure not to just, like, straight throw shade yeah. and be, like, so poignantly negative. So there's another, like, there was a question that an interviewer asked her. Um, the question is, what are some of your beacons of light these days? Mm. She's being asked questions like this. I think this is when she was promoting the album Super Bloom, right? Yeah. Um, I don't have a direct quote, but, like, she was talking a lot about, like, how the importance of taking a walk, getting outside, and just, like, you know, it can just, something as small as that can sort of change your mood kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she said she's a list oriented person as well. So like, you know, she can have like a lot of detailed ideas about lots of different things she wants to do and accomplish kind of thing. Um, but that can be overwhelming. So like you got to start with baby steps kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's just like, you know, sometimes just getting ready to do this meeting or this interview is like the first thing you need to do kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, just these little things, going for a walk is the first, like, you know, you've been at home, you're not feeling good, just put, get dre- get showered, get dressed, go out, go mm-hmm. get a coffee or something. Even that can make you feel better or different. 100%, bro. So, yeah. We're talking yeah. about physiology here. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're vibrational beings. Yeah. It's, it's like scientifically proven. Yeah. You know, we're picking up, vibrations we're giving out vibrations Mm -hmm. our cells are literally vibrating our atoms are vibrating Mm -hmm. and so we need to like when we move our body and put ourselves in a physical situation and like force quote unquote force ourselves to feel better or feel different we're we're switching the whole energy yeah yeah and we're like you know that's like alchemy like that's what i see alchemy is like changing one form of energy and transmuting it into another form of energy that's beneficial to you. Yeah. And that's, that's creating, that's manifesting. Yeah. And so I, but I, I'm just talking physiology, physical science. Yeah. Like when you put your body in a situation where you're going to feel better, you're going to change your thoughts and your mind. Well, that's and why that's yeah. going to dictate your actions for how you go about solving a problem. That's why like exercise is so important for depression. I think mm-hmm. feeling low. Exactly. Um, yeah exercise he just releases these endorphins kind of thing and mm-hmm. yeah makes you and that's a physical thing you have to do yeah yeah you know, it's completely you know. physical yeah it's it's tied to the mind yeah so that's really important and this is weird because unrelated i felt this way recently i've been like i spent too many days right days in a row at home days in a row at home you got it <laughs> you nailed it i can say sentences <laughs> i hadn't spoken to a soul and they couldn't string sense- <laughs> yeah. words together <laughs> Uh, no, I might say a little bit gross, you know, because I mean, what are you doing at home? You're just kind of sitting around a lot, not really sort of moving, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so just getting out is freezing cold as it is, 24 degrees in Seattle right now. Just that makes you feel alive. <laughs> yeah, ah! You feel something. <laughs> I get slapped through the face like, yeah, I'm awake now. Okay. Yeah, okay I'm awake. <laughs> but it actually makes you feel better. It's like I can breathe better. I'm like, okay, I'm awake. All right. Yeah, I'm alive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's good to feel uncomfortable. Which is why, yeah, also like the pandemic thing of like people like complained about working from home and stuff like that. I loved it. I mean, I did that mm-hmm. before pandemic anyway, but like, um, but yeah, I do, but I do have the separate office, you know, mm-hmm. I do have to go because even just the act of physically walking and going to the office, 
is something that changes your mood because if you just otherwise i just like stay in my cave like you know yeah forever and never go anywhere or see anything and you start to feel bad physically and mentally if you do that i think yeah 100 you know, percent. yeah we're not meant to do that yeah we're supposed to be out and about yeah, yeah. whether you work your job as computers yeah or you have a physical job where you're moving all the time it's our yeah. bodies are set up to be healthy by moving right yeah, yeah. we need to move Period. Full stop. That's all I got. Yeah. So a walk. That's what Mandy Lee's from saying from Mr. Wives. That's what she says. I'm with Lee. Take a walk. Take a hike. All the Lees. (laughs) Mandy Lee, Bruce Lee. Yeah. Follow them. Follow them. Powerful. Yeah. The Lees. No relation to Bruce Lee, I think. No, I don't think so. I don't. Well, I don't know. I mean, he did have have children, but I don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, hey, that's all I got on Mr. Wives. Me too. Let's wrap her up. Let's wrap it up. Let's. It's ended. Yeah. It's over. Uh, thank you for being here, guys. Hit us up. Hang out with us online. We are at uh, on Instagram at Roots to Grooves, TikTok at Signal Radio. Spell it. S i g n l. Radio. Radio. Uh, where else are we? You YouTube.com slash at Roots to Grooves. Boom. And then if you want to contact us directly, you can hit us up on those other apps, but directly, we, we, we know you mean it. If you want to comment, some concerns, you have any cool facts about Mr. Wives or anything you want to say to us at all, at the email, Jay's got it for us right now. Reach the grooves at signalradio.com, S-I-G-N-L radio.com. Stories I tell myself Young minds Stretching out the summertime Staring at the sun so long Didn't mean to go blind Roots to Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio dot com.